Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. For the sake of our country, I again, and I am urging all of my colleagues in the House to vote and pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It's bipartisan, 69 votes. We worked on that for many, many months. As I've said before, holding that bill hostage is not going to work to get my support of what you want. It's what- That is Senator Joe Manchin in Joe Manchin style spitting fire, which is exactly how they responded. Or they took a look at the response from Representative Cory Bush, the Democrat progressive communist from St. Louis. Oh, it is hard to have respect for Cori Bush. Everything about her is a racial this and a racial that. Everything. She has no mind. She has no thoughts. It's all racial this and racial that and class warfare this and that. When I say communist, I mean it just ugly as sin in the politics. That's that's the way they all are. Her and Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar. Well, Ilhan Omar is actually an anti-Semite, would like Rashida Tlaib. So, so it's even it's even worse. But I got to assume that the others are as well. I mean, look who they hang out with. But I don't have the same anecdotal evidence that I have with Omar and Tlaib. Uh, with Ocasio-Cortez, she likes to talk to Jeremy Corbyn, who is a rabid anti-Semite. So, okay, I, I guess I've got it with her as well. But let's... Take it back to Joe Manchin, shall we? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. Uh, Producer Ari wants to put money on the uh, gubernatorial race in Virginia. I never said money, but if I could bet legally, I would make a bet. And he's putting his money on Glenn Youngkin. He's putting his money on the Republican. I I think it's a good bet. To to win it all. Um, I, I, I have... I, I can't believe polls. I can't believe anything. I have my hopes. I'm not putting money down. Would you put money on Glenn Yonkin to win? 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Leland Vittert of News Nation Now is scheduled to be with us a little bit later in the show. He's in Virginia, so we'll have some some updates that are coming. But let me know. Let me know if you're willing to put money down. I will I will manage the bets between you and producer Ari. I, I, I will act as the bookie. It's illegal to bet on politics. This can only be hypothetical. So hypothetically, I will act as the bookie. Nice. What cut do you get, hypothetically? I get hypothetically all the cut. I don't like that deal. Hypothetically? No, literally. Joe Manchin wants an infrastructure package, but Joe Manchin doesn't want to spend $1.75 trillion. He also didn't want to spend $3.5 trillion. Remember, this is the reconciliation part of it. It shouldn't even exist. But progressives are interested in their ideological priorities. They're not so much interested in the country. They just want you to pay for it. Remember, for Bernie Sanders, for Cori Bush, for Ocasio-Cortez, you're an ATM machine. Ayanna Presley doesn't give a good holy damn about you or your existence. She cares about her ideology. And if her ideology, if, if the thing that she supports turns out to be wrong... Well, that's because some Republican got in the way, and that's because we didn't put enough money to it. That's the beauty of being one of these people, a progressive. The beauty of being a progressive is when it doesn't work out, it's because you didn't put enough money to it. And you can always tax more, always go after more, always take the people for a ride for more. And then when they're like, oh, we don't want that, it's like, see, you see, you don't really care about children. That's what makes them so infuriating. And the only way to enha- to handle the infuriation is to be able to respond thusly. 
when Cori Bush gets crazy, somebody's got to respond with, oh, honey. Now, if a guy does that, oh, that's considered sexist. But then again, when Dick Durbin gets all ridiculous, Senator Durbin from Illinois, a man most aptly named, I say, oh, honey. When I hear from Richard Blumenthal, I remind people he lied about his Vietnam service to the senator from Connecticut. It's important that we have some focus. You got to handle these people because these people are radical. What is Joe Manchin saying? Joe Manchin is saying that you can't force me into something I don't want to do. He doesn't want to spend the $3.5 trillion, and now they've reduced it to $1.75 trillion, but he still sees it as too much money. And he's trying to make this argument that the progressives in the House of Representatives need to stop with this nonsense and vote through the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, which is known as the bipartisan bill. Now, I'm not a fan of this bill either, but at least you could argue it has some infrastructure in it. Should all agree on and work through the process. I'm open to supporting a final bill that helps move our country forward, but I'm equally open to voting against a bill that hurts our country. And I've been very clear about that also. And most importantly, hurts every American. Let's work together, and I mean that. Let's all work together on getting a sensible reconciliation package, a package that really strengthens our nation and makes us better and leads the world. Thank you all. Let me say say one thing. I'm not going to negotiate in public on this because I've been dealing in good faith and I will continue to deal in good faith with all of my colleagues on both sides. It's time to pass the bill and quit playing games. Ooh, quit playing games. Well, I mean, that for for Senator Manchin is, is spitting fire. I mean, that's what it is. Cori Bush responded by saying Joe Manchin does not get to dictate the future of our country. Joe Manchin's opposition to the Build Back Better Act is anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, and anti-immigrant. Am I supposed to take her seriously? You don't like Joe Manchin's position, so now he's a racist and a misogynist. And he hates immigrants. Well, that's wonderfully convenient for you. But the response to this is, oh, honey. But I can't say that. All I can do is say, stop it. You are silly. This is an ignorant response. Don't be ignorant. Disagree with the man. Make your case. I don't say Joe Manchin is a conservative. I don't think Joe Manchin is a conservative at all in any way. Joe Manchin's not going to become a Republican. If I've learned anything, he just believes in some less spending. He doesn't believe in not spending it. He hasn't said, you know what? This legislation is nuts. I'm not doing it at all. Stop it. He hasn't said that. He said, hit a number I can work with. Just so we're clear and we understand. He's a racist? Speaker Pelosi should be out there defending Joe Manchin and excoriating Cori Bush, but she's not. It's Speaker Pelosi who should be saying, oh, honey. 
By the way, how many emails do you think I'm going to get for, for the oh, honey comment? A million? Two? But I'm not saying it. I'm saying what needs to be said. Speaker Pelosi needs to say of Cori Bush, oh, honey. Just because you disagree with somebody, like I disagree with them, you don't get to call them a, a, a racist and a misogynist. We save that for Trump supporters. But no, no one will say anything. They're so scared of the progressives, so scared. I have given up the ghost on being scared. I have given up the ghost at all. Now, I should say it differently. I've never actually been scared. But you're going to hear much more open talk from me than ever before, even from me. I'm pretty open. Because we have been saying in in my family for a, a year now, now is the time to be brave. Now is the time to be brave. You can't allow this kind of talk to take place without derision. Notice the position that we are in, which is admittedly a strange position. We are in the position not of condoning either person. We disagree with Joe Manchin on the idea of $1.5 trillion worth of spending. We disagree with Cori Bush on her policies and, of course, of calling somebody a misogynist and a, and a, and a sexist and a racist because they don't agree with you. What we demand is that there is an end put to the radicalness and that the radicals are put on blast figuratively. You can't do that. You can't decide that everybody who disagrees with you is a racist and a bigot. That's not going to work. We won't have it. Because that is all designed to keep people from speaking out. And in a free society, people get to speak out. And we simply cannot have you leading the way. You're not doing it right. Shame on you. Or said differently, oh, honey. But I'm not allowed to say that. The women folk can say that. Am I allowed to say women folk? Someone get me a ruling on that. Dick Durbin can't just go around calling people racist and, and sexist because they disagree with him. Neither can Richard Blumenthal. And he lied about his Vietnam service. Neither can Gavin Newsom. Neither can Eric Swalwell. Who, by the way, what is the report I just saw on Swalwell? Can you look this up, Producer Ari? The congressman from California, this 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 total dweeb, beta male, he's spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on meals and hotels from his campaign coffers. That's been a rumor for a while, I think. I just saw it yesterday. I was like, where is this coming from? I, that's not the first I've heard of this. So oh, I, I have not true. heard of it. Really? You've heard that before? Yeah, so that's why I think it's true. Like, you can't have the same story come up multiple times and it not be true. This is a guy who didn't have sex with a Chinese spy who was paid to have sex with him. I believe anything is possible when it comes to Eric Swalwell. A guy who I would say clearly every time when he talks about nuking America, oh, honey. I mean, that's my new favorite expression. But I have to pick and choose where it goes because, you know, you got to do what's right. (laughs) This is the way you got you got to rethink 
so much of your own presentation. Do I believe in decency? Yes. More so maybe than, than others. But are we allowed to recognize when people are beyond the pale and we have to stand up and say, yeah, we're not going to buy into that anywhere. Because if Cory Bush, Representative Bush, is allowed to utilize that kind of nonsense on Senator Manchin, then it's, it's further codifying the idea that you can use that kind of rhetoric and nonsense. And that cannot happen. It's not allowed. We got to stand up and say no. And what could be more anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, and anti-immigrant than being opposed to a $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that helps rebuild roads and bridges that black people, children, women, and immigrants travel on? I mean, it's just so easy to push back on. But you also have to know the history of Cori Bush. Cori Bush got her, her start in Ferguson, Missouri. Remember the riots in Ferguson? Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. Well, let's just get a couple things straight. Hands up, don't shoot never happened. It was a lie told by liars, pushed by liars, and made its way into the sphere by liars. Michael Brown was not a gentle giant. Michael Brown attacked a cop. Michael Brown broke a cop's orbital socket. Michael Brown reached for a cop's gun. Michael Brown charged a cop. That's when he was shot and killed. Not according to me, according to the Eric Holder Justice Department. People support Michael Brown or supported Michael Brown because they were able to get some political value out of it. Just so we understand each other. That's why they did it. They didn't care about Michael Brown. They didn't care about Michael Brown's family. You'd be flat out lying if you said otherwise regarding Cori Bush. This was opportunity. That's what I think of her. Now, you could say to me, Tony, you don't have any proof of that. Why would you think that of her? Because she just told Joe Manchin, because he disagrees on something, he's a racist and a bigot and a misogynist. You think I'm supposed to think well of that person and think they've got great intentions? Oh, hell no. Not in the slightest. But now is the time to be brave and we have to stand up and tell these people, no, you don't get to talk like that. It's just not what we do. It's beneath us. It's not good enough. Representative Cory Bush is not good enough. Her language is not good enough. Her presentation is not good enough. Her indecency is not good enough. And if you can't say all that, simply say, oh, honey. But remember, that's you. That's not me saying it. I'm Tony Katz. American Airlines canceled more flights. It's not the weather. (laughs) It's not the weather, people. It's just not it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Everything at TonyKatz.com. I don't know why this is so difficult for people to...
to understand. You have people who are bothered by mandates, bothered by vaccines, doing certain levels of of sick outs. And there's also the very concept that they don't have the people. I think that's a legitimate thing to say about this. We're seeing people not showing up in, in jobs and work and all over the place and everybody's hiring for something. But American Airlines has canceled over 2,000 flights and, and we're going to act like it's nothing. People are going to say, well, it was a lot of wind in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's their largest hub and that could really mess things up. I don't argue that it can't mess things up. 2,000 flights? Maybe I can argue that. Maybe I can argue that. So whether you want to call this, whether you want to call this a response and a reaction to forced mandates, or whether you want to call this a reaction to the problem that the markets are having due to COVID and our response to COVID. Well, the problem still remains. This is why I'm so bothered by, by Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. Stop saying, well, the problem is we have too much demand. Our problem is an infrastructure problem that goes back decades. We have a ports problem. COVID just laid it bare, and you don't even want to begin to understand what the problem is, never mind levels of solution, which involve telling the longshoremen, too bad, we're automating, we don't care if you like it, and we're going to send out the National Guard. And if you try and stop us, we're going to push you back, including into the Pacific if necessary. Because it has to happen. Whether it's automation or whether it's more people or creating a more innovative way to move those ports, it has to happen. The system we have now doesn't work. National security is at risk, and you have to be honest about these things. You can run a country or you can pretend to run a country. We've seen what this administration is doing, and they're pretending. We'd rather run it. I don't believe that American Airlines has canceled 2,000 flights just for weather. I can believe that COVID and other things have created problems for them. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. So I'm very much liking that there's pushback on Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, in his special, wants to make the claim that there's, you know, that the NFL is just uh, just like slavery. Cheapers. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with that except just to say, uh, oh, good lord, good lord. It, it's as if if you just throw these things out there, people won't ever logically say, well, wait, that's not right. I'll get more into that, but let me give you an example of what people throw out there, and somehow they think that 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 it lands with such strength. It's just all you have to do is take a little bit of a look, a little bit of a gander, and you're like, "Whoa, 
this isn't what it was claimed to be. This is a story out of uh, a newspaper in Austria. Not Australia, Austria. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. It says, Corona death. Four unvaccinated people lost their lives in Lower Austria. I didn't even know they referred to it as Lower Austria. Let's read some more. Four were not vaccinated. Lower Austria had the most corona deaths. Nine people died of the virus. Three of them women, six men. Four people were not vaccinated. Five people were fully immunized. Wait a second here. Wait a second here. The headline said four unvaccinated people lost their lives in Lower Austria. But once you read any part of the story... Five people were fully immunized. So why isn't that the headline? Why isn't that the headline? That's the only headline. It's the only thing you could possibly get is that five people who got the vaccine died of COVID. But that doesn't fit narrative. And I'm not an anti-vax guy. It just doesn't fit the narrative. Yet they keep on pushing it. All it takes is just a little bit of looking past it. Let me give you another one. This is Joe Lockhart. Joe Lockhart, who was the former press secretary to Bill Clinton and is now on CNN. And remember, to be on CNN, you don't have to have a mind. You just have to say the right things. It's Jim Shuto on on, uh, on CNN who said, think about the lesson Let's Go Brandon is teaching their children. Think about the lesson the Let's Go Brandon crowd is teaching their children. So if you say Let's Go Brandon, we all know what Let's Go Brandon means. Think about what you're teaching your children. That's not an intellectual thought. That's ignorant. As I responded, when parents asked us about critical race theory in school boards, they're called bigots and domestic terrorists. We've seen all the things that they've said about Donald Trump and George Bush and Republican presidents and Republicans in general. But the problem is the way you're talking about Joe Biden. Sure. This brings us to Joe Lockhart. You know who also had coded statements like Brandon, ISIS, the Klan, Nazis, beginning to get the point? No, uh, uh, there, uh, Joe Lockhart. I'm, I'm, I'm not beginning to get the point. It's nonsense. Joe Lockhart is pushing complete, absolute, total nonsense. Why would anybody buy into that? Why would anybody make this claim that let's go Brandon, which started with a reporter interviewing a NASCAR dude, is somehow akin to coded ISIS or Nazi messaging? And the answer is, in the same conversation about Representative Cory Bush claiming that Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, is a racist and a misogynist because he doesn't agree with her politically. You have these people who say, oh, you don't, you don't agree with me? Well, it's because you're a Nazi. Denigrating the Holocaust at every chance they get to move their radical ideological desires. It doesn't take much to break this down and break it apart, but you have to. You have to break it down and you have to break it apart. 
because it helps other people who may not see it as you do. They may not see it as clearly as you do. And when you just break it down and break it apart, and not in a way that, that, that you're talking down to people, just in the most rational way, just show it up. Bloop, people go, well, oh my gosh, that's it. I've been trying to figure it out and that's it. Okay, now I'm taking that. Now I can use that. There's a value to it. And it's why you have to be brave and you have to speak it so clearly. Doesn't matter what name they call you, you gotta speak it. And I think that what may be happening in Virginia, in this governor's race, in Glenn Youngkin versus Terry McAuliffe, and can the Republicans actually pull it out? Leland Vittert of News Nation Now is in Virginia. He's scheduled to be with us coming up. He's got the latest. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The Virginia governor's race is the race to watch. Although if the Republican pulls it out in New Jersey, I won't even remember that Virginia exists. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Leland Vitter joins us right now from News Nation Now, newsnationnow.com. On balance with Leland Vitter. You can catch that every single evening, Monday through Friday. He's in Virginia keeping an eye on things. And uh, let's uh, start with uh, the, the basics here. It's election day. It's the Democrat Terry McAuliffe. It's the Republican Glenn Youngkin. You've been traveling. Around seeing some of the polling places, how is the voting going? Are they saying heavy, light? Where are we at? Well, it obviously depends on where in the state you are. Uh, we're up in D.C. and uh, obviously Virginia across the Potomac River. Anecdotally, uh, turnouts pretty light in the very, very blue parts of Fairfax County. We haven't been out to Loudoun County, um, which is the uh, more affluent uh, part of Northern Virginia that went very, very heavily pro Biden. And uh, there was a real backlash among, and we've talked about it, you and I, Tony, a lot, suburban uh, women, especially suburban moms who didn't like President Trump in 2020. It would appear as though those same suburban moms who didn't like President Trump in 2020 really don't like uh, critical race theory. They really don't like being told that their kids need to use bathrooms that can be used by transgender students. They really don't like mask mandates, and they really don't like teachers unions. Uh, those are all things that Terry McAuliffe is in favor of and all things that Glenn Youngkin were able, was able to tap into. Now, you've been talking about politics for a long time. I've been covering it for a long time. I don't remember, and maybe you do, a statewide race where the number one issue uh, was education. Oh, no, no. I, I think that's part of the amazing thing here. But what's more amazing is that it was made the number one issue by Terry McAuliffe in that debate, I, if, if I'm tracing it back, not being an expert on Virginia politics, that's when this race turned. As you've been looking into it, that debate where Terry McAuliffe said in that flip way, uh, parents shouldn't be in charge of their kids' education. Is that when it turned or was it actually turning prior to that? It was turning prior to that. You'd argue that that was the inflection point, right? That was the, that was the match on the gasoline. And Glenn Youngkin had been pouring gasoline, as had the parents, as had the school board, as had everybody else, for a while. And then McCulloch just dropped the match, and boom. And that's when you saw the polls, you know, the momentum start to shift. The big mo, as my friend Mike Allen calls it. Uh, that's, that's one part of this story. The other part of this story is how Glenn Youngkin has walked the tightrope of tightropes. 
he has embraced Trump voters without embracing Trump, actually kept Trump at arm's length, won't say the T word no matter what, even when asked directly about it. And still, uh, I was down in uh, Washington County, Virginia, which is right on the Tennessee line. It's about as red of a county in America as you get. Uh, President Trump won 76, 77 percent of the vote there. And I said, uh, well, you know, the, you know, Youngkin doesn't doesn't talk about Trump, doesn't advertise that he's been endorsed by Trump, won't have a Trump rally on and on and on. Does that bother you? They said, nope. They said, we need a leader. We like a man who stands on his own. That's what Trump did. That's what Youngkin will do. And it's a fascinating thing to watch because for so long, there have been so many Republicans who thought the only way to win was wrapping themselves in the MAGA flag. If Glenn Youngkin wins, big if still, uh, this will prove a different path. Talking to Leland Vittert of NewsNationNow.com, the show on balance uh, with Leland Vittert. I believe that's on 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, is when you catch that. It's an interesting point that you make because Glenn Youngkin has been able to do what many would have described prior as the impossible. He's not anti-Trump. But he did not latch on to Trump. The only Trump that you saw in Virginia was last night, and now I believe it was a tele-rally, as opposed to him actually being there. If Yonkin wins, will it be seen as you don't have to connect yourself to Trump? Or will it be seen as you need a Democrat who shoots himself in the foot as many times as Terry McAuliffe? Well, Terry McAuliffe has shot himself in the foot, and also he's tried very hard to make this race about Trump. You know, Terry McAuliffe says Trump 20 times in five minutes. I know that because I've interviewed him. And I've been at rallies with him. And all you, you would think that he was the guy endorsed by Donald Trump. He says the name Donald Trump so much. The, the flip side of that for Glenn Youngkin, I think, is that it proves that I don't even think you can. I think it proves that for 2022 and even perhaps for 2024, but that, that there is a path in blue and in purple states that exists without Donald Trump. You said a tele-rally. That's pretty interesting because the only person who talked about that tele-rally was Terry McAuliffe. Glenn Youngkin didn't participate in it, didn't advertise it, didn't push it out on social, didn't push it out on email, and was holding his own rally completely irrespective of Trump during the time. So, it's you know, people, the, the MAGA crowd wants to say, oh, well, you know, Trump's endorsed him and everything else. Yeah. And Glenn Youngkin said, thank you very much, uh, Mr. President. It's sort of like the crazy uncle at the wedding. Like, that's great. Love you, but you need to stay away. And but I, but I think what, so if it works, it's a big deal. Yeah, but I, I think that what people do as a problem is they, they think that means that it works everywhere. I think that may be very specific. You know, we discussed the idea of all politics are local, um, uh, that, that Tip O'Neill. But – that may be true of Virginia, but that may not be true of Georgia. Herschel Walker, who's leading the GOP field now for Senate, is going to have Donald Trump with him as often as humanly possible. So it, it does play differently for Republican to Republican, depending on where they are. But win, lose, or draw. Hold, hold, does hold, this... on. hold, hold, hold. I just got to give you one thought. Go ahead. Herschel Walker is going to have Donald Trump with him every step of the way for the primary. And then he's going to run as far away from as he possibly can in the general. And and that's the same way it would work in Virginia. That's the same way. That, that's just the way it is. Glenn Youngkin was able to win the primary without Trump and then figured out he didn't work in the general. So now let's and I, I, I may take that bet on uh, Herschel in the general. Let's now take that the, the other way. What do the Democrats learn from this win, lose or draw? 
What do Democrats across the country learn from this Terry McAuliffe race? The question is, do they want to learn and do they have the courage to learn? The what they would learn is, is that there is a lot of suburban women who are and suburban parents. Interestingly enough, kids, if you break this down, if you break Virginia down, people with kids in K through 12 education break for Yunkin. People without kids in K through 12 education break slightly for McCullough. Okay? That's incredible. For, to a divide, for a divide like that. And the question is, is does Democrats learn that the woke worldview pushed to the extreme that it has been pushed to right now turns a big part of their base off? Now, I, I had shared earlier on the show this. this I, I thought it was a fascinating bit of, of audio. To me, it, it, it says it all about what's going on in Virginia. This was from uh, PBS NewsHour, and they were interviewing a, a mom there. I want you to listen to this just for a second. She's voting Republican this year, and she sees others like her. I have some friends that are Democrats who have never voted right in their life. And this time they voted every red box they could find. I have friends who are Democrats who never voted red in their life, and this time they're voting for every red box they can find. What I found interesting about that, Leland, the idea of every red box they could find is that this is voters not talking about cult of personality. They don't care about the person. They care about the policies that best are that are best for their kids and best protect their kids and best allow them to do well for their kids. That's a real shift compared to the cult of personality of Barack Obama, compared to the cult of personality uh, of Donald Trump. Absolutely. And dare I say it's refreshing to hear that voters are moving back to talking about uh, policy. And it, it shows you that when the policy gets too far out of whack, the cult of personality doesn't work. As you see this uh, and, and you're following this tonight, you'll be reporting on it on News Nation Now, NewsNationNow.com. Uh, you uh, feeling like there's a definite winner here? Are things trending in a certain direction as you're seeing it right now? The smartest guys I know won't ever give you a prediction because then they can be wrong. They'll tell you what to watch for, which is Loudoun County. Uh, We call it ex-urban, one of the wealthiest places in America. If Terry McAuliffe leads by double digits uh, tonight or in early voting, uh, Terry McAuliffe will probably win. If Yunkin is within within five points in Loudoun County, uh, this will be nuts. Um, This this will be the biggest political surprise since 2016. And I'm going to tell you, Tony, you said the smartest thing that I have heard today, um, and I've heard a lot today, which is, uh, if New Jersey goes Republican, nobody will even think about Virginia. Yeah, and now, by the way, I want to be clear. I cannot even pronounce the Republican's last name. I grew up in Jersey. Can't pronounce it. But I'm telling <laughs> I you right now. It, I, I don't even know what it is. But if it goes Republican, we're going to all be talking about it tomorrow. The Virginia race won't even have happened. We won't even yeah. remember that Virginia is a state if the Republican it's wins. Commonwealth, by the way. Ah, I see what you did there, you in Pennsylvania, always trying to mess people up. <laughs> Leland Vittert is his name, V-I-T-T-E-R-T. Catch him on the Twitter box right there. I, w- I will have a glass of bourbon in hand, and I will be watching the Jersey <laughs> results. <laughs> That's going to be happening. Um, go enjoy the show. Uh, knock him dead. Be sure to catch Leland Vittert tonight, NewsNationNow.com. Um that's an interesting, interesting look. Something to look for is is those Loudoun County results, and I think that's a that's astute. 
right? I don't even think it's, I, I think it's more than double digits. Uh, 10, you would expect in a Loudoun County. It's a 15. It, it like, it was there massive turnout? I thought that's how I take this. There's a massive turnout in a Loudoun County. If he's in within five, you're right. That's nuts. That is absolutely positively nuts. I, I think it's going to be a fun election night. There's something in it for everybody and a way for everyone to spin it. If I were you, grab your bourbon and enjoy it. Every last bit of it. Because you know if things are tight, it's going to go late into the night. And then bring on the lawyers. You're going to need two bourbons. I'm Tony Katz, Facebook Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.